What's up, fam? This is your host, Jim Pruitt, a.k.a. Farm D in the ED, and you're listening to another episode of the Farm So Hard podcast. And today we have one of our shorter five-minute pharmacy pearls. And today's topic is going to be on symptomatic hyponatremia. And this episode was inspired by the resident Patrick at MCG. So this was inspired by a case where we had a patient that presented to our ED after a night out of having ecstasy, and she had increased amounts of fluid intakes over that period of time. During Patrick's exam, the patient started to have a tonic-clonic seizure that lasted two minutes. However, he ordered point-of-care labs prior to going to see the patient, and the sodium came back at 118. So I asked him, Patrick, what's your next move? He looked at me and told me that he wanted 3% hypertonic saline stat. So I facilitated the hypertonic saline, educated the nursing staff, and got the patient taken care of. Symptomatic hypernatremia is a rare event, and severe hypernatremia typically occurs with a serum sodium around 120 milligrams per liter, though the rate of change in sodium is a key factor in the development of symptoms. Hypernatremia in itself occurs in about 4% of adult patients that present to the ED, and some of the mild symptoms we're going to be looking at are headache, nausea and vomiting, muscle cramp, somnolence, and restlessness. The more severe symptoms of that can be disorientation, focal neurological deficits, and seizures that can progress to status of dilapidus, and ultimately coma as well. Symptomatic hypernatremia is a neurological emergency that requires fluid restriction and intravenous hypertonic saline. A sodium deficit can be calculated using the total body weight times the desired sodium minus the measured sodium concentration. And for men, your total body weight is going to be 0.6 liters per kilo. And for women, it's going to be 0.5 liters per kilo. And you can use an adjusted body weight in a patient that's going to be obese. So speaking of hypertonic saline, we're going to use the 3% hypertonic. And the dosing that you're going to see is going to be anywhere from 50 to 150 mLs or 2 mLs per kilo over 10 to 60 minutes through a central or peripheral line. You can provide up to two more boluses spaced about 20 minutes apart until you reach a increase in your serum sodium of about five MEQs per liter. And I know a lot of my docs are going to tell me, hey, Jim, I can't get my hands on 3% hypertonic saline. It's not on my Omnicell. It's not on my Pixis, and I can't get access to it. So what else can I do? Grab you an amp of 8.4 sodium bicarb and give one amp of that Q20 and 30 minutes times three until your symptoms improve. And that's going to get you about the same amount of increase in sodium. And you probably won't get a call from Central Pharmacy or your nurse won't give you a sideways look as well. So when speaking about how osmolar agent is, looking at different agents that we commonly use compared to 3% hypertonic saline, we know that 3% hypertonic saline is going to be about 1,000 milliosmoles per liter. And 5% hypertonic saline is going to be about 1,700. But when you compare it to things like the 8.4 sodium bicarb or the amp of bicarb that we traditionally talk about, that's 2,000 milliosmoles. When looking at D50 that we give all the time without even blinking to a peripheral access, think about 2,500 milliosmoles per liter. And for a lot of people who's going to be intubating frequently, your atomidate that everyone just looks at as being one of the safest things ever, it's about 4,900 milliosmoles per liter. When you're speaking about something being too osmolar to get through a peripheral line. It doesn't really add up with the things that we traditionally do. I've added a ton of data on giving 3% through a peripheral line. And the protocol that I've made is allows for up to three boluses of 3% hypertonic saline. So to close out with some considerations from a pharmacy standpoint, do you have a protocol? 
make a protocol, make sure the language is clear about the rate, which line needs to be used, whether it's central versus peripheral, and make sure that's spelled out so everyone can be on the same page and differentiate that from your ICP protocol for hypertonic. When you're verifying the order, look at your labs, look at your notes, and see if you can piece together a low sodium level and severe neurological symptoms. For my nurses, ask for clarification from experienced nurse, your pharmacist, or provider if there's confusion as to what has been asked of you and if the treatment is appropriate. Get your large bore IV at the most distal access point and grab a pump, regular tubing, and you don't need a filter for this. Lastly, for my providers, provide clear communication about what you need the patient to receive and realize that there'll be a lot of people that may be uncomfortable about what's going on. So document in your order that you're using this hypertonic for symptomatic hyponatremia. So thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Farm So Hard podcast, particularly this five-minute pharmacy pearl. I've linked a lot more information in the show notes at farmsohard.com. I thank you again, and we out.